Let me try that one more time. How many of y'all had a great week? All right. How many of y'all wish you did? <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, you can't go wrong when 400, or no, not 400, 4,400 people came through the doors and heard the gospel this weekend. Amen? Amen. Tons of people got saved. That is a great thing anywhere. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 1. Verse no hey, Dustin, don't let me forget to make that announcement about uh, uh, the overflow Sunday. All right. All right. Isn't it good to be saved? All right. Here we go. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 1. If you remember, if you remember, uh, we are dealing with, we are dealing with going through the fire, facing the fire. Peter is trying to get these, uh, uh, these Christians to uh, be prepared for the onslaught of persecution that's going to come from Rome. He's trying to get them ready for the fire. Does that make sense? Say amen. So now, now we are dealing with us in the church, the leaders, the, the shepherd, and the sheep together. Uh, I found this out. I found this out. If a church is doing good, it's because of leadership. If the church is doing bad, it's because of leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. There must be good leadership if we're going to face the fire and we're going to make it. We need good leadership. But with that being said, uh, every shepherd has to lead, but every sheep is required to follow. So there's a, there's a relationship there, and that's what we're going to talk about now. Did anybody not get a lesson? Raise your hand if you didn't get a lesson. We've got guys running uh, uh, with the, man, that's good. Ain't nobody. Man, y'all are on the ball. Hey, man, anybody? Anybody need a lesson? All right, here we go, here we go. The elders which are among you, I exhort. I exhort, I encourage, I encourage. Who also am an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. This is what he tells the leadership of the church. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, not if, but when. Let me say that again. Not if, but when. Listen, he is coming back. Amen? Amen? says, when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, here we're talking to the sheep now. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein ye stand. The church, is at, that the church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus my son. Greet ye one another with a, ch a kiss of charity. Be, uh, peace be with you 
all that are in Christ Jesus. And amen. amen. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, thank you for uh, an opportunity to, to read it, uh, to study it, to learn from it. God, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> twice we find in the first letter that Peter writes, twice we find an, uh, the reference to a fiery trial, uh, a, a trial that is coming, a persecution that is coming, a difficult time that is coming, a hardship that is coming. And now he is preparing all through the letter. He's trying to get God's people ready for what's coming. Now he is specifically pointing out the church and what needs to happen in the church, in the, in the leadership of the church, also in the fellowship of the church, the shepherd and the sheep together. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, uh, number one, if we're, if we're looking at the chapter, the Bible says the elders, he addresses the elders which are among you. Now, who are they? Who are the elders? Uh, the word elder and bishop refer to the same office. We use the word pastor. Many, many, uh, there are some denominations that use the word bishop, uh, uh, some uh, uh, elder, some pastor, uh, but it's referring to the same office. The word bishop is often translated overseer, which you see in 1 Peter 5 2. Elder refers to the maturity of the officer, and bishop to the responsibility of the office. The word pastor, which means shepherd, is another title for this same office. So here we find that God, he puts in the church, uh, and, and, and whether it's uh, in a plural form, uh, in some larger churches there are a plurality of elders, uh, uh, there are more than one pastor, if you will. Uh, in some smaller churches, one is adequate enough to take care of the needs. As the church grows, you will add them to there. Uh, but they have a responsibility, and this is who he's addressing. He's addressing the pastors, if you will, of the congregations and the groups that he has, he is writing this letter to. He says, uh, to the elders which are among you, I exhort, I encourage, who also am an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Watch what he says. Feed, say that with me. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, uh, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. So where do, where do, where do, you, think, where do you think Peter got this from? Do y'all remember, remember when, when he had gone fishing and, 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 and he had denied the Lord and, and now he is fishing in the boat and they caught nothing, Jesus comes, cast your net on the other side. They do, catch his great number of fishes. He casts himself over because John says, hey, it's the Lord. And, and he goes and now he is before the Lord. The Lord is addressing him and reminding him of his purpose, reminding him of his calling. You're not a fisher of fish anymore. You're a fisher of men. Uh, uh, listen, I want you to, you, you, need to, you need to tighten up. He says, uh, Peter, lovest thou me? He says, Lord, you know I do. He said what? Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Three different times. He reminds him of his responsibility. Now, the first section, the first section of this lesson tonight is really important. And, and, and you're going to think, well, this doesn't pertain to me. I'm not a pastor. Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, I, I probably won't ever pastor a church. I, will, I probably won't ever have that kind of responsibility. But here's why you need to know this. Here's why studying this book and this chapter is really important to you. Because God may call me to the Bahamas. Amen. You never know, amen. Hey, I may, I may be called somewhere else. I may, I, God forbid, but I may check out of here, amen. You don't never know. 
But you need to know what the next man needs to be. You need to know what the way he should act. You need to know his responsibilities. Uh, I was told a long time ago, preachers are a dime a dozen, but real men of God are few and far between. And it doesn't matter what, what Aunt so-and-so's opinion of what the pastor ought to be. It doesn't matter what the deacon board's opinion about what the pastor ought to be or, or past history. What does God say? That's the only thing that matters. And we should base the person and their responsibility with God's word. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So you need to know these things. If you're a leader in here, Brother Chris, this primarily deals with our responsibilities that we have and different leaders in here, the same, same principle. But this is how we're going to address it tonight, all right? Uh, uh, a, we see the duty he fulfills. What's his, what's his primary duty? To feed. Write that down. A, A is duty he fulfills. What is his duty? What is his responsibility? Number one, to feed. That's his number one job. That's his number one responsibility. When they were getting distracted, when the apostles were getting distracted in the early church, uh, feeding tables uh, or serving tables and, and, and feeding the widows, uh, they begin to have an issue, and that's when uh, they said, choose you out seven men among you uh, that they may serve tables. They said, it is not meet that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Not that they were too good to do that, but that the ministry of the word is so critical, it is so important. It is, listen, our people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I'm seeing stuff that is scaring me to death in the church in America today. The shallowness of people, the shallowness of their spirituality, the shallowness of their knowledge of the word of God, and it's not necessarily their fault. It is, but it's not because there's so many shallow preachers. And there is such a need to feed the flock of God. There is such a need to break the word. Uh, Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Listen, preach the word. Not opinion, not experiences, not dreams, not preferences, but preach the word. Rightly divide the word. The word needs to be applied. The word needs to be divided. The word needs to be put on a level where everybody can understand it. And the word needs to be applied to our life so it will bring life change. Are y'all with me? Feed the flock of God. Now, uh, this has, a, this has a, a, a plural meaning. Feed the flock of God uh, means to care or shepherd. The shepherd had many tasks to perform in caring for the flock. He had to protect the sheep from thieves and marauders. And the, and the pastor must protect God's people from those who want to spoil the flock. Uh, Paul warned the church. Paul warned the church that there would be days when grievous wolves, wolves. Uh, and how would the wolves come? Not barking in sheep's clothing. In other words, they'll come looking like you. They'll come talking like you. They'll come uh, sounding spiritual. And, and, and most of the ones I've ever been affiliated with, they even sounded more spiritual. And they, they would be the one, well, I just need to pray about it. And, I just, and they want to put that air out there. And most of the time, well, I'm not going to get on that. But anyhow, I'm not going to run that rabbit. I'm just telling you, uh, everybody, everybody that sounds spiritual is not spiritual. And there's going to be people that come in who want preeminence in the church. If, 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 there is somebody, if there is somebody who wants a big position in the church, you better put your antennas up. 
If there is somebody who wants to be seen in the church, there's a problem. And the shepherd has to look out for the, for the wolves in sheep's clothing. He has to look out for false, false teachers. All right, all of those things are there. A faithful shepherd not only protected his flock, but he also led from pasture to pasture so that they might be adequately fed. How important it is for pastors to lead their people into green pastures of the Word of God so that they might feed themselves and grow. They might feed themselves and grow. I was told this by a wise man of God. He said, because you know, and, and, and there's, there's evangelists, there's pastors, and there's, there's all kind of different preachers. And you'll go, depending on what, what church you go to or whatever, there'll be some preachers that are so mean and so hateful and so vindictive, and, and man, they'll cut you to pieces, and, and uh, there's quick draw preachers, and I mean, they'll come in and shoot everybody up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about sheep. Yes, the Bible does say, the Bible does say, uh, reprove and rebuke and exhort with what? Long-suffering. They forgot that part. With long-suffering. Now, and here, here's, here's, here's what they do. They'll say, preach the word. When the emphasis should not be on preach, it should be on the word. So what happens is, is opinions start to filter in to their preaching. And this is what, this is what an old man of God told me, and I, I'll never forget it. He said, son, you better remember this. Because I've, I've been in services when the preacher was called and everybody's hired. How many of y'all have been in one of them? Cutting everybody to pieces. I mean, it was just, whoo, everybody's bleeding. Amen. He said, you shear, you shear sheep. You shear sheep once a year. You, you fillet them one time, and then it's over. But you got to feed them every day. You see, shepherds didn't use the sheep necessarily for meat because they were way too valuable. It was for wool and milk and lambs to reproduce themselves. So the most important thing they could do was to get them to places where they could feed on nourishing nutrients and all of that kind of thing. And my point is this. My point is this. There are times when a shepherd has to get down. Are y'all with me? There are times when we have to uh, 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 address situations. There are times when uh, it's fixing to be summertime. I guarantee you before this summer's over, I'm going to have to stand up and say, get your clothes on, people. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say, I don't know where in the world or what, what, what day or what year it happened, but there was some year that, that it changed everything and Easter outfits just got raunchy. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Now, there's going to be times I'm going to have to deal with that. I'm going to have to deal uh, with men and, 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 and issues that, now there's times for that, but, but that's not an every service thing. And some of them don't get that. Some of them don't get that. Break the word. Feed people the word of God. He said, I encourage you to feed, to feed. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Now, uh, pastors must be careful, must be very careful how they minister to God's sheep because one day they will have to give an account of their ministry. But the sheep will also one day give an account on how they have obeyed their spiritual leaders. So both shepherds and sheep have a great responsibility to each other. Say amen. amen. I, I, I've, I've had people, I've had people that wanted to come here 
and uh, wanted to minister here, and I don't know who they are. I, I've never heard them. I'm not familiar with them. And say, well, so-and-so knows me. I say, I ain't so-and-so. And, and they'll want to come here all the time because our church is a size that is very attractive to certain people and certain types. And, and, uh, and I said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Nobody's going to stand up here that I don't know really good or that I hadn't heard already and I have a good idea about what he's going to do because I'm responsible for you. And no job turkey's going to come in here and cut up my sheep. Say amen. amen. And if that was to accidentally happen and he get a wild hair and get crazy on me, he's going to know it. Say amen. amen. Because one day, and, and Brother Chris, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not trying to be smart here. They're your responsibility. Now, technically... Technically, the phrase I just used was technically wrong. Y'all do not belong to me, but I'm overseeing you. I am responsible to the chief shepherd for you. And if I let somebody come in here and cut y'all all to pieces, I'm going to have to answer for it. So never, ever worry about saying no. No, you can't sing here. No, you can't teach here. No, you're not going to preach here. I, I, I've, got, I've got good friends right now that, that was wanting us to be in a type of a association type, and, 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 but somebody else was going to be responsible for providing the speakers and all that. And I said, no, I can't do that. I love y'all and I appreciate y'all and all that, but I, I can't do that because I'm responsible. And that's really important. That's really important. As a leader, as a leader, we've got to know our sheep. Say amen. Now, feed, feed, protect. Or to look out. Uh, how many of y'all as parents have had to tell your kid no, even though your kid didn't understand it, but you knew the danger they were facing? It happens all the time. It's the same principle. The sheep will, now listen, we will give an account, the leadership of this church, the elders, plurality, all the assistant pastors under me, me ultimately, but all the leadership of this church will give an account, and, but you as the sheep will give an account on how you follow that's in Hebrews 13, 17. Uh, now, so our first responsibility is to feed. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the most, to me, the greatest compliment that we get paid here a lot, and that I really, I really, I don't want to say the word proud because that's really not a good terminology, but, but I, I, I hope it never ends, is when people say, I have learned so much since coming here. I have learned so much since coming here. And that's the way it needs to be. Feeding, feeding. All right, now, number two, the duty of the shepherd is to feed. Number two, the duty of the shepherd is to oversee. Oversee. He said in verse two, feed the flock of God which is among you. Take the oversight thereof. Taking the oversight thereof. A leader does not take a poll in what decision to make. It says, taking the oversight thereof. If you have a responsibility as a leader, and, and we're going to talk about dictatorship and all that kind of thing here in just a minute, so don't, don't get crazy ideas on that. Uh, I have, I've got to lead. I've got to lead. It's my responsibility to see further than you see, uh, to look further, to look down the road. It is my job to take that oversight and, and be the leader in this situation. Now, what does this mean? 
The word bishop means overseer, one who looks over the purpose of leading, over for the purpose of leading. You will notice that the shepherd is both among and over. Now, this is, this is kind of cool right here, uh, and this is where a lot of, a lot of uh, relationships in churches get all messed up. You will notice that the shepherd is both among, what did he say? Feed the flock which is, feed the flock of God which is among you, all right? Among you. I mean, that's side by side. But then he said, take oversight. Uh, the shepherd is not only among the sheep, but he is over the sheep. And this can create problems if the sheep do not understand. Because he is one of the sheep, the pastor is among the members of the flock. But because he is called to be a leader, the pastor is over the flock. Some people, now here's where we get uh, 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 problems. Some people try to emphasize the among relationship and refuse to follow the authority of the shepherd. And others want to put the pastor on a pedestal and make him a super saint who never mixes with the people. The effective pastor needs both relationships. He must be among his people so that he can get to know them their needs and their problems, and he needs to be over his people so he can lead them and help them solve their problems. The pastor is not a religious lecturer, say amen right there, who weekly passes along information about the Bible. He is a shepherd who knows his people and seeks to help them through the word. Say amen. Uh, one of the, one of the I, I've, I've, I've had different uh, preacher heroes over the years, and, uh, and, and one of the coolest characteristics of some of the ones I've had is they were down to earth. They were down to earth. Now, as a little kid, as a little kid, now, y'all might not think this, but little people can read through hypocrisy faster than big people can. Little people know what's there. And as a kid growing up, I would see preachers come and preachers go, and they had to air about them, and they thought that, you know, and, uh, and, and man, that irritated me. And I, I, I mean, it just, it was something that I couldn't. And then there would be some that was right on your level that, that the little guy could talk to. And, and I thought, man, I'm telling you, if I'm ever, if God ever calls me to be that, that's the kind I'm going to be right there, right there. He has to be that. He cannot, he's got to be, he's got to know his people. He's got to know his people. I've, I've, I've. I've uh, uh, taught in, in different classes and, and, and helped people. And, and sometimes, sometimes we, have, we have leaders and speakers who, who want to speak about subjects that they enjoy and, and, and subjects they're interested in, which has no bearing on the needs of the people they're speaking to. In other words, here's, a, here's an example. <clears throat> I was in, a, I was in a, a revival meeting not preaching it, but just visiting, uh, when Jordan was just a little old bitty thing. And this was a little bitty tiny church, uh, uh, I mean real real small, and had maybe maybe 30 or 40 people in it. And, uh, and, and we were there, and, and I was invited to come uh, from, from a neighbor. And, and so I was there, and they would sing about three songs, and then they'd testify a while. And then they'd sing about three songs, and then some other people would testify. And they'd sing about three songs. And I thought, everybody else down, I ain't going to be left out, so I... Hey, let me tell you what, you know, I testified too. I mean, the whole church testified. The whole, did I say the whole? I'm talking about nobody, miss, zero. Every person in the building testified. And the dude got up and preached, you must be born again. Now, and I'm not, I'm not mocking anybody. I'm just, I'm, all I'm saying is this. 
sometimes, sometimes we miss the target. Sometimes we're going and we're preaching or teaching on stuff that, that, that I like or I'm interested in while we've got sheep over here bleeding to death. And Chris, if there's anything that will improve and help you minister to them people, you've got to know them. And you've got to preach to the need. Preach to the need. Where are we at and where do we need to get? Uh, uh, or do, do we have attitude problems? Let's preach on attitudes. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Uh, we have a, a responsibility to know our flock and be a leader. I've, I've <laughs> I heard a, I heard a, uh, a, a young pastor. He hadn't even been pastor in a year. And, uh, and he was whining about pastoral authority. He was whining about pastoral authority. He just don't understand pastoral authority. And that, he hadn't been pastor in a year, young guy. And, uh, and, and he has not understood, he's not understood yet that sheep follow. They're not driven. And if you will lead, majority of the time, they're going to follow. Now, every now and then, there's a goat. And a goat always butts. Butt preacher. Butt this. Butt that. Get your... No, no. I'm, there's a goat in every crowd. But, but ultimately, ultimately, people will be attracted to a leader. And if you want people to follow... You're not going to get people to follow by whining about your authority. You will get people to follow by leading. By leading. And, and leadership sometimes, leadership is sometimes like respect. Sometimes it's got to be earned. Sometimes it's got to be earned. I, man, I won't talk about that some more, but y'all ain't a bunch of pastors, but I, I'll put that on hold. Um, all right. Number B. B, that's the duty. That's the duty he has. That's the duty he has. I, it is our responsibility to lead. It's our responsibility to oversee. Uh, lead and feed. Say that with me. Say it again. You need, you need to expect that out of your leader. You need to expect that out of your pastor. You need to expect that out of the man of God that God has put over you to lead and feed. Sometimes, sometimes it's frustrating when he leads because sometimes he can see farther than you can. Sometimes God gives him the ability to see farther down the road than you can. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, like when, when you're in uh, the headlights and, and, and the man driving can see farther with his headlights than you can. And, and, and you're, oh my goodness, because it looks way dark out there, but he can see way farther than you can. And that's, that's hard sometimes because sometimes uh, God will ask the leaders to do the craziest stuff. Y'all with me? And I don't have time to go into all that, but we'll, we will one day. Uh, just, just, just trust the leader. Lead and feed. But then he has dangers. He has dangers that he faces. Because of his responsibility, uh, because of his position, he has dangers. And, and verse number two, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. Be a leader. Be a leader. Now, watch this. Not by constraint. Not by constraint, but willingly. Here's, here's a danger. Here's a danger that many uh, leaders, many bishops, many uh, shepherds face. One is laziness. Number one. Number one, laziness. 
no initiative. Uh, the leader should not have to be uh, pushed and prodded to lead. It's not out of constraint. It's not out of a forced issue. Look at your notes. It says his ministry must not be a job that he has to perform. He should do it from his heart. When a man has a pastor's heart, he loves the sheep and serves them because he wants to, not because he has to. Uh, can y'all see that I dig what I do? Nobody has to make me do this. Nobody has to. Uh, listen, I, I wake up thinking about this. I go to bed thinking about this. Every moment of my life, it seems that my mind's thinking about, all right, what's going to be the next deal? What is, what is going to be the next step? What, what are we going to do? And, and, and nobody has to make me do that. Nobody has to encourage me to do that. It's there. One of the, one of the most important things in a leader, and please get this. This, this, this is with anything. This is not just church. This is, if you have a business and you're thinking about hiring somebody, this is what you need to keep in your head all the time. The most, one of the most important things about a leader, a good leader in anything, is initiative. Initiative. You can teach book learning. You can teach all kind of things, but you can't teach initiative. You can't teach initiative. Uh, uh, listen, initiative is doing it before you ask to do it. Initiative is doing it before somebody has to ask you, push you, beg you, plead with you. You're just going to do it. You got it. It's there. Here we go. And, and, and what, what, what Peter is saying here, he says, if you're a leader, if you're a bishop, if you're an elder, you should do it because you want to do it. You shouldn't do it because you have to do it. You shouldn't do it because nobody else will do it. You should show initiative. If there's one pet peeve I have, I, I cannot stand somebody in a leadership position who does not have initiative I don't want to have to beg somebody to come up with ideas I don't want to have to I don't have to force somebody and say come on are y'all with me now I might have to motivate sheep but I shouldn't have to constantly motivate the leader y'all with me uh, I know this is boring y'all but I'm telling you one day, you might move to Alaska, and you might need to know who the preacher needs to be. Amen. Amen. Not of constraint. We've got to be careful not to be lazy. Uh, number two, greed. Money has gotten a lot of good men. The shepherd, he says, not for filthy lucre. He didn't say lucre. He said filthy lucre. The word lucrative. In other words, money-making or, or uh, that type of thing. He is saying here, he's dealing with greed. The pastor, the leader, the bishop should not be greedy. The shepherd must beware of covetousness, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. It is perfectly proper for the church to pay the pastor. First, first Corinthians 9, 1 Timothy 5, uh, you can read them. Uh, and, and that's not what he's talking about. And they ought to be as fair and generous as possible. But making money must not be the main motive for his ministry. Paul stresses this in his qualifications for an elder. Not greedy of filthy lucre in 1 Timothy 3.3. 3. Not given to filthy lucre, Titus 1.7. He must not be a lover of money nor devote himself to pursuing money. Pastors need to beware of getting involved in money-making schemes that detour them from their ministry. 
Uh, he should not be greedy. Cannot be lazy, cannot be greedy. And then number three, apathy. Apathy is so dangerous. It says, but of a ready mind. A ready mind. The phrase, a ready mind, means an eager mind. It is the same word Paul used in Romans 1.15. Paul said this, so as much as in me is, I am ready. I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. It means a willingness to serve because of a readiness and an eagerness within the heart. This is the difference between a true shepherd and a hireling. A hireling works because he is paid for it, but a shepherd works because he loves the sheep and a heart devoted to them. Uh, you say, well, apathy is the same as laziness. No, it's not. Ap apathy is being content where you are. Apathy is not is not having a desire to further yourself or to better yourself or to go forward uh, in a situation. There are tons, tons of preachers who are settled and they're just getting a check. And I, I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just telling you like it is. Uh, they're apathetic. They're not willing. They're not willing to, to, to take steps. They're not willing to take strides. They're not willing to learn. They're not willing to educate themselves. I'm, 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 I'm almost to my wit's end with so many of them that we have, we have tried and we have offered and we say, hey, let's, let, let's, let us help you. Uh, we can take steps. We have gone out of our way to do things like that, and they're just cool. Uh, that, 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 looks like, that looks too much like work. And, and <laughs> that don't sit well with me. Especially when I see the churches dying. I see the churches basically going bankrupt. And then for them to say, we're not interested. Apathy. Apathy. A willing mind. An eager mind. You can't teach initiative. But there is something you can do with somebody who has a desire to do something for God. A ready mind. Oh, a ready mind. All right. <clears throat> Here's probably the worst one. Arrogance. Arrogance. Look what he says. Verse 3. Neither as being lords over God's heritage but being in samples to the flock. Now, here's a big problem. The contrast between dictatorship and leadership. You cannot drive sheep. You must go before them and lead them. It has been well said that the church needs leaders who serve and servants who lead. It is by being an example that the shepherd solves the tension. Here's, here it is. Here it is, guys. It is by being an example that the shepherd solves the tension between being among the sheep and over the sheep. People are willing to follow a leader who practices what he preaches and gives them a good example to imitate. We cannot lead people where we have not been ourselves. One of the coolest things I learned from my father is don't send somebody up a ladder you hadn't already climbed or that you're not willing to climb. From the very beginning of temple, from the very beginning before everybody in here was here, when it was just a handful, anytime we did something, 
I was here before they got here, and I was here when everybody left, and I was the last one to leave because I wanted them to know I'm not going to ask you to do something I'm not willing to do. I'm not, I'm not going to give you the dirty work for something I'm not willing to do. I'm not your Lord. I am not a dictator. We're in this thing together. Let's work together, hand in hand. Let's go forward and make this happen. Somebody say amen. amen. And it's almost, it's almost uh, difficult for me because uh, we'll have like something that we did uh, this weekend and, and, and I'm completely exhausted and I'm almost feeling guilty that I'm out, out here doing something. And, they, and the guys, the staff, are, they, they're so awesome. Y'all are so blessed to have the people y'all have. And, 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 and so, listen, you go do that, preacher. We got this. We got this. You, and, and so here's the thing. Lead by example. Lead by example. Uh, don't, don't ever whine about pastoral authority. Just lead. And if you will be out front, if you will be out front, they're going to follow. They're going to follow. Not lording over. The problem with many pastors is that they think it's theirs. And and the fly, and I, this is my pulpit. These are my people. And I understand what they're saying, but I think a little bit of that, that, that terminology, a little bit of that vocabulary goes too far in their head and they don't understand. No, no. This is God's church. This is his sheep and you're the unshepherd. And you don't lead them by what you want. You lead them by what he tells you. Say amen. So, so arrogance, we got to be careful. And, and if they are a true man of God, God has a way of humbling them. And, and ladies and gentlemen, let me help you with this. He don't need you. Well, I tell you what, we're going to keep him humble and we're going to keep him. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Because God used a jackass to talk to his man in the Old Testament. And if he can do that, he probably don't need sheep. Y'all with me? Let's leave it to the jackasses. Amen? Amen. You recording this, Brother Chris? You get this all right? I'm not sure I'd bring it up in the first year, all right? I, uh, I've been here 14. I've earned the right to say that. Amen? Sometimes, sometimes, uh, and you say, oh, you're, you're just getting, no, no, be careful, because when, when, when God's people tried to correct God's man throughout the scriptures, God always got on to the people. Look it up. Anytime. My point is this. God is big enough to handle his men. There have been times, there have been times that God has humbled me in, in incredible ways. And you can believe this. I've learned this, that God's belt is bigger than yours. And I, I don't have time to go into details, but I'm telling you, let God handle it. Because one, one example, one example, David, David cut off the, 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 the lower garment of Saul. When Saul was really against God's will, David was already anointed. And Saul was after him to kill him. David was going to be the next king. And, he was, and, and Saul came in. Y'all know the story. He was asleep. David cut the, cut the garment off, and his heart smote him for what he did. My point is... Best thing to do is leave God's shepherd to the chief shepherd. Amen?
Uh, arrogance. We got. We can't get arrogant. Uh, Brother Chris, when that happens, uh, he's got a pretty big hand, doesn't he? Amen. Uh, number two. Number two. The sheep. The sheep. The relationship that we have together as shepherd and sheep. Look what it says in, in verse number verse number four. Well, verse number four tells us when the chief shepherd shall appear, we shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Uh, that's to the leaders. Do your job. Don't worry about where the chips fall. Just do your job. Don't worry about pleasing anybody but Jesus Christ. Leaders in here, leaders in here, if you spend time trying to please the people you're leading, uh, you're going to be so frustrated because you cannot please everybody. You cannot please everybody. The one person you need to focus on pleasing is the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the one that you're going to be standing before. Y'all with me? Say amen. Now watch what happens. Now he says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Let's look at this. What, uh, what are the responsibilities of the sheep? A, be humble. Be humble. Several things under this I want to share with you. Be humble. He had already, in number one, number one, we see the task. The task he gives us in verse 5. And it is a task. How many of y'all struggle with this sometimes? And the rest of you lying. It's hard. It's hard not feeling like you have a right to get frustrated when something doesn't go your way. It's hard understanding who we are and, and what Christ is expecting out of us. Humility is sometimes difficult. But there's the task. He had already admonished the saints to be submissive to government authorities. That's in 1 Peter 2. The slaves to be, or the servants to be submissive to their masters in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18 through 25. The wives to be submissive to their husbands, 1 Peter 3, verse 1. Now he is commanding all, how many of them? All. Now, now watch this, that includes shepherds and sheep. All, we're all to be submissive to each other and to God. The younger believers should submit to the older believers, not only out of respect for their age, but also out of respect for their spiritual maturity. Not every senior saint is a mature Christian. That is the truth. Now, what, why is that? Quantity of years is no guarantee of quality of experience. This is not to suggest that the older church members run the church and never listen to the younger members. Too often there is a generation war in the church with the older people resisting change and the younger people resisting the older people. Now, how many of y'all know that's very, very vivid in America right now uh, a lot of the the, the older uh, uh, saints are are not wanting to change or not wanting to adjust not wanting to uh, do what's necessary and it usually always comes back to a worship style uh, a, a style of music or a style of uh, church service or whatever you want to say that way uh, and then you have over here uh, uh, hey it's about us and 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 what I found out, what I found out about the, the, the war, when this side's fighting this side, the younger's fighting the, the older, and the older's fighting the younger, they both don't get it. The older's saying it's about us and what we want. The younger's saying it's about us and what we want. And they both don't get it. It's not about them. It's about him. 
and, and this is a cool part about temple. This is a cool part about temple is, is you get it. You get it. It's about Jesus and reaching unchurched people. It's about loving the lost more than I do my preference. It's about loving the unconverted more than I like my favorite song. It's, it's about loving those that Jesus died for more than uh, caring about where I sit, where I park. Where, are y'all with me? Yes, 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 yes. Humility. Humility. When we are operating in humility, it's not about me. And it don't have to be about me. He said, humble yourselves before each other. Show humility. Submit one to another. Number two, we see not only the task, but write this down. We see the truth. What is the solution to this battle? What is the solution to this generation war that's going on in the church today? The solution is twofold. All believers, young and old, should submit to each other. All should submit to God. Be clothed with humility is the answer to the problem. Just as Jesus laid aside his outer garment and put on a towel to become a servant, so each of us should have a servant's attitude and minister to each other. True humility is described in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. Humility is not demeaning ourselves and thinking poorly of ourselves. It is simply not thinking of ourselves at all. We can never be submissive to each other until we are first submissive to God. Underline that. Underline that. We can never be submissive to each other until we are first submissive to God. Man, that is huge. How many, how many of y'all have been here? What year are we in? 14? Seven years. You've been going here seven years or longer. Raise your hand. Wow, that's it. Seven years or longer. Y'all been through some stuff. Y'all have seen changes. Y'all with me? All kind of changes. Y'all have seen uh, from one service to multiple services. Not just, not just uh, uh, you've seen changes with a Sunday night service. You've seen changes with, uh, from Sunday school to small groups. Uh, you've seen uh, changes of where, where we, we want to park. And we want to give first-time attenders uh, the closer parking spots and parking in gravel and parking in the, the canyons. Amen. Now, now, why are we doing that? Why are we willing to do that? Because it's not about us. I have, and, and some of y'all have been doing this so long, now it's second nature. It's second nature to be submissive. It's second nature to be sacrificial. Okay, we got to sit over here. That's, that's cool, preacher. Do you, do you, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, we had to shut the doors in the second service that morning, Sunday morning. People, people had to sit out uh, in the foyer. People had to sit in the overflow uh, it was just a lot of, it, it was kind of uh, 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 really, really, really thick in here. Y'all with me? Coming in, going out, and, and technically, it should have been chaos. And some of y'all, it might have been, I don't know. But uh, uh, it should have been a whole lot worse than it was. And maybe, maybe five years ago, it probably would have been. But what happened? Maturity, discipleship, disciplining, learning growing, understanding. It ain't about me. 
It's about that, those hundred that got saved this weekend. And you see, here's the struggle we're having as we go to other churches and, and, we, and we try to encourage them. They think it's about a style. They think it's about a schedule of service. They think it's about uh, 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 this program or that program. And this is the first thing I tell them. This is the first thing I tell them. I don't care what program I bring in here. That's not going to be the hardest thing to change. It doesn't matter the scheduling, whether it's one service, two services, three services. That's not going to be the hardest thing. I said the hardest thing to change is attitude. Attitude. And what Peter is, and, and, and he, what he's trying to imply here is if we can learn to be humble, if we can learn to submit one to another, that I don't have to have it my way. Are y'all with me? Is that clock right? You ain't messing with me, are you? Okay. Huh? Okay. Well, then let's, let's do this. This is a good time to stop here. This is a good time to stop right here. But don't, just stop. Just, ah, look at me. Look at me. Uh, how many of y'all believe that, that, that no matter what, we need to keep reaching people? How many of y'all believe that no matter what, uh, it's important that we do whatever we can to make sure that lost people have a seat in this building? Go ahead and say amen again. I just want to hear it. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, how many of y'all know we're full? Okay. I'm glad y'all feel that way. All right. Here, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, uh, how many of y'all know that there are people dying in Sudan right now for the cause of Christ? Their, their families are being killed. And, 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 and I'm not going to, I'm not throwing no guilt trip on no, I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. I, I just want everybody to know that, that, that sacrifice does not end uh, when we arrive to a certain place. We keep on doing whatever is necessary. Uh, we, we were full, we were full before Easter Sunday. Uh, most likely, it's going to be jammed this coming week. How many of y'all would agree with that? Most likely it's going to do that. Because uh, uh, we have the three services and all, and we're, we're, we've, we have we have scavenged ideas. I mean, we have done every hours. We have been sitting arguing back and forth. Oh, we can do this to provide more, and we can do that, and we can do this, and we've everything that we possibly could think. Uh, it's going to get to a point that when it fills up, we're just going to have to shut the doors, and we have an awesome, awesome overflow down in the lower building. Uh, HD screen, big as a house. I mean, it's just like massive down there. Uh, and that's what's going to have to be. I mean, it's, it's, it's where we have come. That it's what we're going to have to do. I mean, we've had all kind of ideas. One cool idea is let's put up a thousand seat tent and put it down there. And I was for that one. I like that idea, but they wouldn't go for it. I don't know what their problem was. But anyway, uh, they said weather and rain. I don't know what they're thinking. But anyway, uh, uh, here's, here's what we're going to ask you to do. Here's what we're going to ask you to do. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm asking, this, this is from me to help me with this. Uh, we have, there, there's, there's really no easy way uh, to try to plan and schedule and all that kind of thing. But what we're going to do, we're going to ask uh, uh, our membership. We're going to ask those that regularly attend. To, how many of y'all like coming here? I mean, really like coming here. Come on, let me, okay. Uh, to, to 
volunteer one, and I know we've tried this before, but at that time uh, we wasn't quite as full as we are now. Now we're full. I'm talking about we are jam full. Uh, I'm asking each family, and we've got it broken down by alphabet, uh, to, to volunteer one Sunday, one Sunday a month, uh, down in the, in the lower building. My brother-in-law's church, my brother-in-law's church is, had a smaller building, and there was a movie theater. There was a movie theater right beside them, and uh, they allowed them to have the movie theater, and they would simulcast the church service over to the movie theater and to give an opportunity for lost people uh, to come and have a seat in the, the church. They volunteered. The, they broke it down in, in, by alphabet. And uh, I, don't, I don't have that paper. Do you, you, you know the, uh, you got that? See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's leadership right there, buddy. <clears throat> here's, what, here's what we're going to try to do. Uh, the first Sunday of the month, now, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need a building desperately. We need a building desperately. At, if we started, if we started next month, it's going to be about a year before we get in the building, and we're full now. So there's no question we, we've got to do something. We've got to be willing to, to make some adjustments. So here's, here's, here's what they did. If uh, the first Sunday of the month, if those with last names that end in, in A through D, if you would use the rock down there, uh, 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 for your church experience, that the, just the first Sunday of the month, not all of them, just the first Sunday of the month, hang out down there and go to church there. We'll have everything there. We'll have all the amenities. We'll have, uh, uh, we'll have ushers there. We'll have altar workers there. We'll have everything just like it is here, except that it'll be on the, the main part will be on the screen. Second Sunday will be E through L. Third Sunday, M through R. And fourth Sunday, uh, S through Z. And, uh, and this particular Sunday, this particular Sunday is the fourth Sunday. So to keep it in the rotation, we're asking all that have the last name that ends with S through Z to join us in the rock in any of the three services. So and what that's going to do is help us make room down here. Uh, and and here, here's the thing. Where's Brother Johnny at? Brother Johnny in the building somewhere? Uh, tell, tell us what happened in, in the overflow uh, this, this past weekend. And the lady got saved in the overflow. Isn't that cool? So listen, Jesus is down there too. Y'all with me? Jesus is down there too. Now I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I would prefer, I would prefer that we, we already had our building. And I would prefer that we didn't have to do this. But guess what? We have to, we have a church where this is necessary. Do you, do you know how many people, pastors in America would love our problem? Would, you understand? I mean, we have a problem. Where are we going to put the people? What a problem. Can we give God praise and glory? Amen. Amen. Now, uh, are you going to have this on the website or anything like that? Just so, first Sunday, A through D. Second Sunday, uh, E through L. Third Sunday, M through R. Fourth Sunday, uh, S through Z. And, 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 and listen, let's make, it, let's make it the very best as possible. Let's don't go in there with frowns. Let's go in there. There's going to be other people in there. And I promise you this, God always blesses sacrifice. He always blesses sacrifice. Can you imagine if the seat, the seat that you give up, somebody comes in and sits and trusts Christ that Sunday? Isn't that great? 
So help us with this. Be, be in much prayer about this. Uh, and, and listen, this is really not a big deal for most of the changes y'all had to put up with. Can we say amen right there? I mean, I have asked y'all to do a whole lot crazier things than this. Amen? And, 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 and God's always right. Amen? He always works it out and makes it happen. Now, let's do this. This, knowing this, will help us pray harder for the buildings. Amen? All right? So uh, where's, where's my pen? There we go. Come on up, Doc. Uh, every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going to take just a minute. We're going to take just a minute. And all those that will join me in this altar, uh, we're going to pray. And we had uh, 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 Brother McDonald was having some complications. One of our church members was having some complications with his heart, and he was thinking he was having a heart attack, and he's at the hospital right now.